0: Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm here today with Kayla Mingo and Michaela Guzman.
2: Hey, friends.
1: And just in case you're new, I'm Pastor Pot.
2: <laughs> the man himself. Hello. Pastor Pot. I wouldn't get
1: carried away. Maybe just the guy. The dude. Yeah, dude. There we go. That works better. But today we are going to... Oh, this is when we should have cued the music for you two.
0: So no one told you life was gonna be this way. That's it. That's all I know. Wow, that was Uh, a A plus (laughs) for friendship. Do
2: people even actually know what that is? Are these kids too young? No, don't say that. For anyone who doesn't know or has not embraced Netflix before it's taken off, that was the
0: Friends theme song. Oh my! I'm sorry I butchered it, but like, (laughs) how do you not know that song?
1: So thinking about. Um, students and the point in life where you guys are and just how vitally important friendship is. We thought it would be great to take an episode and talk about friendship, maybe give a little biblical perspective on it with some uh, practical, useful, I don't know if advice is the right word, but instruction on how to be a good friend.
2: Be a friend. I don't know if you have friends. (laughs) How do you know if your friends have you?
1: (laughs) Kind of the all whole of thing. All of it. Yep. You know, I was think as I was preparing for this and thinking about friendship in the Bible, it was like, you know, there are some really good examples of friendship in the Bible going all the way back to David and Jonathan in the Old Testament. I think that's probably the number one um, example that jumps out of my mind and just how they actually helped each other. But I also think that when we're talking about friendship, I think it's maybe even more important to think about Jesus and to just think about how he interacted with uh, the disciples in particular. Um, You know, they traveled together for three years, and they had to probably develop some really really close relationships. But I think the example we see from Jesus is just the real love between friends. You can't think about Jesus without think thinking of the sacrifices that he's that he made and the self-sacrificing.
2: I think it's super cool that we're talking about friendships because I think one of the number one things that um, like our generation often articulates as something we're struggling with is that of loneliness. And so, I mean like you can't help but think of your community when you think of loneliness. And I know a lot of people can feel lonely even in the midst of a crowd. So I don't think that it's the same thing to say I'm constantly surrounded by people. Um, it's it, That's not the same thing as saying I have a really solid circle of friends or I have a really good friend. And so I think that we have to kind of, um, one, before we even dive too deep into, how to be a friend and what is like a good godly friendship look like we have to kind of burst the bubble of like the expectation of a bff circle you know and i think that um even though like obviously we made fun and tried our best to um emulate the friends theme song but like um with that idea of the friends um click i guess and that like ideal um six people who do every part of life together and like they just have each other's back and Um, like through thick and thin and like life's always an adventure and they always come out on top and that type of a thing. Like I think for a lot of us, when we intake a lot of that from our entertainment, we develop this expectation that our lives should look like that. And so then when we don't have these people that we live our life with in that same capacity, like we almost feel like, well, I just, I failed in some way or no one actually sees me or knows me or gets me. I don't know. Like, do you guys do you feel like that is true, or is that something that I'm kind of making up? I don't want to speak for everybody.
0: No, I definitely see that a lot. Um, the influence of social media in in our lives. Um, the idea that our lives are supposed to look a certain way, and our friendships should look a certain way. Like, we should all be vacationing together and like spending a hundred thousand percent of our time with each other. When in reality. That's not really what life looks like for most people. Not in our culture, at least. N- yeah, no. So, I definitely see how media plays a huge part in in what we allow ourselves to think or believe should be a reality.
2: Totally. I think Instagram and Snapchat become almost this like friendship flex on oh each other. Oh my gosh! Where, yes. You mm. know, we just I did that story need to be posted? No. Like, was it good content or encouraging content? No, it was. Literally, just so that you could um, tag your location and tag your homies,
0: you yes. know,
1: see and where just, I'm at, yeah, see what I'm doing, yeah.
0: who and who I'm doing it with, you yeah. know. And if you didn't snap it or you didn't, you know, post it or whatever, it didn't happen. Yeah, like
1: mm.
0: uh, I don't know, it's true, but I think, and I mean, not to make
2: this too much about. Like, social media, or blackball it too much, but sometimes I do look at people who aren't um, as invested in their social media presence, and they have some of the, like, truest, most sincere, um, solid solid friendships. friendships that are totally lacking in, like, insecurity and doubt, you know? Like, they just are so, they're able to stand so firm in their relationships, like, they're just not challenged by the competition, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm. And they don't fall into that trap of, I've got to make my friendship look a certain way. Um And so I think it's cool that we're going to take tonight and kind of look a little bit about like, okay, so we know what we don't want our friendship mentality to be, again, just that friendship flex, but like what do we want it to be, you know, or like are all those things bad, like the spending a lot of time together and like what if I'm, what if someone isn't choosing me to spend time with, like then what, you know? It's breaking Kayla's heart just thinking about that. She's going to weep behind her microphone right now. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that just made me so sad. <laughs>
2: it is. It's. I mean, uh, have you ever seen the person, like the little kid standing at the edge of the room, like who didn't get chosen to, for a team or you know, just something like that? that and you just breaks my heart. Uh, it breaks your heart so much. But I think that, again, like a lot of people, even when you are chosen for the team, can feel like they don't actually have anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have people who truly know them. Um, But what do you guys think? Why are friendships important? Like, why why dedicate a whole episode to this?
1: I think because it is so easily misunderstood. Like, so that made me kind of reflect on, okay, well, what is the purpose of friendship? You know, and um, I think it's real easy for us to lose sight of what the ultimate purpose is. And you know, I mean, everything was created to bring glory to God. Everything was created to proclaim his majesty and his awesomeness. And so I think ultimately that's the point of friendship as well. I mean, if every person was created for that, and I mean, just stop for a minute and think of all of the things that God has placed in this world to help us understand him and who he is, Um, thinking of like the example of marriage, right? And so you can understand the close uh, communion that two people can have together, this relationship that is unique and uh, super powerful and rich and meaningful. And to think that God uses that as an example to say, this is how I want your relationship to be with me. Or the relationship between uh, parents and kids and how God uses that as an example of how he teaches us and helps us grow up and take that idea and apply it to friendship. It's to help us, I think, see very much, you know, depending on the depth of your friendship, how God can have a relationship with you where um, he's walking alongside you and leading, not not necessarily leading you, but just walking next to you and going through everything with you um, like a real friend would. But on the flip side of that is that friendship really is a two-way street, right? And I think so. It's also that opportunity for us to be used by God in a way to help other people understand him.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm just thinking about the little kid that didn't get picked <laughs> for the team and it makes me sad. Ugh. But also, what a great opportunity for somebody to come alongside him and be like, hey, I'm not playing either. want right. to hang out. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking about what you said, like an opportunity to show Christ to others. And I think... There is so much, it, it is a two-way street, you know, like, we definitely want to be the ones picked, but at the same time, we also have to go out there and make ourselves available to others or, you know, extend our friendship to others and, and love in that very um practical way. It's not always about us and, like, what makes us comfy or, you know, what, what we want, but rather wanting to expand the kingdom and share the gospel and that's a like such a cool way to do it you know make yourself a friend to somebody else um I don't know I I'm definitely like very much rooting for the underdog always or like the outsiders and stuff so for me it's a big I think it's such a cool way to minister to others to make yourself a friend Mm -hmm. to someone else you know
2: what would you say to the kid who is standing on the outside of the circle? Like what would be like give you a hug? Yeah. <laughs> what would be your encouragement to them or like what would you say about friendship um, other than just being a friend to them like is there any any words of encouragement or advice that you would maybe give them?
1: Yeah, I would go back to that idea of it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. I would say, "You know what? Yeah, man, I'm looking around this room and uh, I want those kids over there to come over here and talk to you. But you know what? If they don't, it's on you. You need to actually step out and go, you know, talk to somebody and work on developing a relationship, seeing if there's a a connection that you can make. It's not all about people coming to me, which is my total MO, but it's about people, um, you know, you reaching out to other people.
0: I think that's such a hard Question: I know Michaela and I have talked about this a lot, actually. You know about what to say when people tell us that they feel lonely, and our first question is usually like, "Well, what are you doing to not feel lo- like?" Because you- we're terrible people. Yeah, <laughs> no. But I mean, like, but I think mostly because it's one of those things that we don't necessarily struggle with like we don't have that social anxiety so my heart goes out to anybody with that social anxiety of like having to put yourself out there and actually introduce yourself or actually Mm
1: -hmm. be like
0: what are you guys talking about (laughs) like can I come sit with you you know things like that it's not necessarily something that is super hard for us so sometimes like we want to just be like say oh it's it's horrible, but sometimes it's, like, one of those, like, well, suck it up, honey. Like, go yeah. talk to someone. <laughs> like, go do it. But the reality is that, you know, like, sometimes it is really hard for, for others to make friends and to put themselves out there. But I think it's also in in a, I would say, in a Christian circle, maybe it's a good time to exercise, you know, trusting in the Lord. If you're praying and you're asking God, God, like it would be so cool if you would provide some meaningful friendships in my life. And like maybe the answer to that prayer is for you to actually step out there and text somebody, call somebody, approach somebody at youth group, wherever it is, you know, like at school, if you're really wanting to get to know somebody, shoot your shot, man just do it (laughs) you know just put yourself out there i know that sounds so scary it's so scary but it can also be so rewarding because you never know your bff could be on the other side of the room and you're just maybe a
2: little yeah (laughs) yeah i mean thank you for exposing me like that but it's true like friendships When I hear that people struggle, my first instinct is typically because it's not usually in a social dynamic when it comes to just like making acquaintances and small talk. Like that's just not where I struggle. And so my instinct in the selfish, fleshy side of me is like, well, just do it. Like (laughs) like, stop being sad for yourself. Like just do it. And then I have to, like my prayer request for years has been like, Lord, give me the sensitivity and the compassion to see people. And remember that like just because something isn't an insecurity for me doesn't mean it's not really hard for somebody else and then I mean you can invert that and say that the things that I worry about and my greatest insecurities are things that are no problem to them because mm-hmm. he's created us all differently mm-hmm. and I think that 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 comparison game can be really present and really prohibitive in us making friends where you like count people out before you even put yourself out there mm-hmm. to them like they would never want to talk to me you know or they already have enough friends they wouldn't even try you know that type of thing but I kind of want to pivot a little bit and talk to like I don't know the the other people who maybe are more like me in that sense. And when someone comes up to you and like is putting themselves out there in a friendship way, like you're the worst kind of person if you make them feel awkward and embarrassed for putting uh, themselves out there. Yes. Like
0: don't sure. do it. Kayla, like, just <laughs> like, you're the worst. You are the worst.
2: Okay. Like, I mean, we just said it's so uncomfortable and awkward sometimes for someone to summon that courage just to put themselves out there. Like it feels like you're opening yourself up to that rejection. Um, and so don't Don't let your brothers and sisters in Christ flop, like reach out to them and lift them up and welcome them in. And I'm not saying they have to be your no, your new, like ride or die homie. Like they, but you can still extend a kindness to them Mm -hmm. and be their friend for that moment. And you never know where that's going to take you. Like if you extend the kindness of Jesus first and don't let your um, personal agenda get in the way, like who knows that could be a friendship that would totally bless you and sanctify you. Um, and you might just be so caught up in your own feels that you don't even give it a chance. And like when they shoot their shot, like move and help them out, you know, like meet them halfway. So I don't know. But I think that's also because again, I've been that person for so long where years later people have come up to me and been like, I tried and it didn't really feel like you were open. And then I'm so ashamed and embarrassed afterwards. Um, yeah, just don't, don't be a terrible person. Everybody. It's, don't again, be it's, the worst. Don't be the worst. Don't be a terrible person. She <laughs> really just
1: said that.
2: Oh, we're keeping that. We're not cutting uh, that out. That's yeah. staying. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the expectation versus reality of best friendship Oftentimes, like, I think we focus on quantity over quality. Yes. All, I mean, way more than we should. And we think, like, okay, well, I only have four people that I'd invite to my birthday. Like, that's not enough. Like, that's not enough for a cool Instagram pic. Like, oh, my gosh, like, only four people. But, like, think about it. If you have four people in your life who like got your back and they point you to Jesus and they call you out where you need that exhortation and they encourage you and they're there for you. Like you're actually way richer in friendships than a lot Mm -hmm. of people. Mm -hmm. And you might even be saying like, okay, Michaela, that's great that you're saying that, but like, I don't even have four. Like, I'm not even sure that I have one. Um, and I think that's where actually a lot of people maybe feel really insecure is that they're not confident that they actually even have one person who's like got their back. But instinctively Kayla like I think back to what you're saying like maybe you should try to be that person for somebody else oh yeah you know like maybe you should if you feel like I don't I don't have one like I can't think of one person that I would place my total confidence in that they're that person for me like maybe you should identify someone in your life who could use that figure as well or that you feel a connection with in some capacity and like Just pursue them, you know, and pursue being that for them, not to serve yourself, but like be that encouragement and that accountability and that companionship in their life. Like, look for ways to serve them and just like see where that takes you. It's kind of like when you struggle with feeling anger towards someone and you just start praying for them, like really, really hard. I mean, you could apply a similar philosophy with friendships. Like, if you can identify someone that you would like to either be their friend or you could see that they need a friend like start praying for them and then start acting like Mm -hmm. don't let it just be something you think about but like put word or put actions behind your words
0: yeah and also just kind of going like going back to what you said also made me really sad when you said like something along the lines of like don't um don't doubt yourself. Like, don't doubt your self-worth or your value. Like, oh, they'd never want to be my friend or whatever. Like, don't think... I don't know. Those kinds of negative thoughts, like, those are straight from Satan. <laughs> they are straight because you are worth so much. And honestly, if you are a person striving to be more like Jesus, even if you weren't a person striving to be more like Jesus, you are still valuable and you are still loved. And and I I would just want to encourage you like you have so much to give to someone else when your focus is on others and serving and, you know, wanting to actually be there for someone else that, that part of you, like all of this that you're giving out, like just know that it's definitely worth something. You are definitely worth being a friend, like being friends with, you're definitely worth loving. You are good enough. All these things. I, I just, that made me so sad that they'd never want to be my friend. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> I'll be your Get friend.
1: We'll I think we can't, you. I think we can't like emphasize enough that we have it upside down. We actually think friendship is all about us and it mm-hmm. revolves around us and we're the most important person in the room, in the mm-hmm. world, in a relationship. hmm and we are not, it should be all about bringing it back to Jesus. It should be all about everybody mm-hmm. else. It should be so all, true. I should be choosing for it to be about other, you know, what, how can I help that person? What can I do with that person to show them I love them? Yeah.
0: And to show them that Jesus loves them. Mm-hmm. Bingo. I think Bingo, mingo. <laughs> That's what they call
1: me. I'm not even, I'm from now on, I'm just going to say mingo. <laughs> <laughs> And I might even mingo Michaela when she <laughs> nails it. <right. laughs>
2: You've been Mingo. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that one of the areas that, um, regardless of who you are when it comes to your friendships, like, again, if you're the one outside the circle, if you're the one putting themselves out there, if you're the one who has plenty of friends, but maybe not any deep friends or like wherever you stand with this area, I think to a degree, we could all use a little bit of emphasis um, and intention in our lives on like deconstructing the idol of friendship Mm. and the way that when we take um, friendship or our friends themselves and we put them in that position. I mean, Chris, you just said it's all about Jesus, but when all of a sudden it becomes all about our status of having friends or all about our, again, our friends themselves
1: or what they can do for us, yeah,
2: how they make us feel, you know, and the validation that they give us just by being able to attach our name to theirs. Like there is so much harm that's associated with that balance and like all idols, really, it's um, it's destructive because it's not Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and anything that takes that place in our life, that number one spot of our devotion and our affection that's not the Lord is an idol. And so even a good thing like Christian friendships that really encourage your heart, like that can be something that actually takes us away from Jesus um, if it's not actively pushing us towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like how you do that is by serving your friends, you know, mm-hmm. and checking your heart constantly before the Lord, because even service sometimes, if it's just an act, can just all be about affirmation. Be vain. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like if you are maybe, if you have a practice of actively serving your friends and looking to serve your community, chances are you'll be actively fighting against that idol of friendship more than if you were just re- reacting to it that has happened to you. And it's so important for us to be intentional with the friends that are in our lives because our friends speak into us and shape us like so much. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't, I'm going to botch it, but that quote about basically the five people you spend the most time with are going to be the five people who influence you the most mm-hmm. and you're going to end up looking just like them. Like that philosophy is true. Like it's just proven. Oh, you yeah. just kind of start becoming like the people you surround yourself with. I so. think
1: that's so key for this particular age group. Oh, yeah. uh, those people choices you make of the people you surround yourself with are the people who are going to shape you and your decisions for the next chunk of your life, whether it's five years or whatever it is. And if you're not choosing to surround yourself with people who are making good decisions, you're not going to make good decisions yourself.
2: Kayla, you had um, something you were sharing with us off air about like, I don't want to call them levels of friendship, but like circles of friendship. Do you want to kind of, like, share a little bit about that or explain what you're talking about with your, like, inner circle versus branching? Sure, yeah.
0: Um, like, I guess, yeah, there are kind of the different levels or what you said, the circles of friendship. Like, you have those acquaintances, then you have friends, and then you have your inner circle, you know, your BFFs, like, the ones that would be the, the five that speak the most in your life or, um and they could very well be your cousins, your your parents, your best friends at school, whatever those people always look different. But um yeah, no, I think you guys really nailed it on the head when you were talking about how those people are the ones that are are going to shape you. They're they're going to help to help you develop how you see the world and how you react to certain things and how you um, behave and basically what you believe in general. And if those people aren't in line with biblical standards, then you're most likely going to end up with a very wonky kind of view of life as a Christian, right? You know, as a... It, if we're talking about as Christians, like, if we don't surround ourselves, the, the people that are speaking the most into our lives, if they're not people that are speaking biblical truths into our lives, then we're going to have a very wonky way of viewing the world, viewing God, viewing ourselves, viewing others. Um, I was actually reading today in uh, Psalms chapter 1, and it's it's the first one, so it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. And then it goes on to talk about the wicked. But we're not going to talk about that. Well, we are, (laughs) but we're not. Uh, But honestly, what stood out to me was when... When it's talking about blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So there's like levels here. He doesn't walk, he doesn't stand, and he doesn't sit around these people. So there are like different warnings here about what you're doing in life, you know, like how how much interaction you're having with the these people that are speaking into your life, and if these are people that are not going to be speaking biblical truths into your life, you're definitely going to end up going who knows where. But it talks about how a person who delights in the Lord is like a tree who is like firmly rooted into the ground, doesn't wither, doesn't die, doesn't you know, what is this? Sway. <laughs> tree sway topple <laughs> they're firmly planted into the ground they have roots you know and, and they're not weak um, and I think that's so important like this is a person that's meditating day and night on the word of God and in order to be able to meditate day and night on the word of God you gotta be able to like feed that into your life and if the people that are closest to you are not feeding that into your life yeah it's just it's just a no no so a of, no go. There is such a balancing act to that that can't just be
2: like a one formula fits all because a lot of people, I mean, we work in secular work environments. And mm-hmm. so the people we actually spend the most time with aren't people who share our faith. And so they're they're not going to be pouring biblical truth into us and encouraging us in the way that is like necessary for spiritual formation um and so does that mean we think you should like quit your job and abandon your family if they're not believers just because we don't want them to influence you like no of course not if you don't know any believers or any unbelievers like that's a different kind of problem because Mm -hmm. it likely means you're not living out the great commission um that's a whole separate conversation but you know in this in the in the um on the topic of friendships in who pours into you like a lot of that again has to go back to the quality over quantity mm-hmm. and where do those work acquaintances fit in those circles that Kayla talked about are they your acquaintances your friends or like your inner circle and the danger is when we let those people who are not of the same faith and um even just taking their faith seriously in the way that would push us to be like Jesus if those people creep into your inner circle like, you just need to be careful. You know, mm-hmm. you need to be really careful. And I know a lot of people who have best friends who are not believers, and they pray so fiercely over them. And so do I think, again, you should, like, kick out those people of your life? No. Like, please don't hear that. Um, it's just a matter of you should maybe, maybe balance that out with people who are pushing you to be like Jesus. And yeah. make sure that the ratio is always greater for the voices speaking into your life. Too. Or and even if they, off.
1: sorry, even if they, even if you're aware of that. Right that goes a long way to making sure that you are working against their uh, ungodly influences in mm-hmm. your life. Totally.
2: Yeah, you can As put long that
1: as that you're making sure to keep feeding yourself the word yes. and praying for them and coming to youth group at, or going to impactyouthministry.org and looking <laughs> up the podcast blood. and the <laughs> blogs. and.
0: But again, that is exactly what you said, you know, feeding your mind with, the word like it, it's meditating on a day and night that is how you are rooted into the ground and you don't sway
1: <laughs> mingo
0: straight up well as we um wrap
2: this bad boy up um is there anything else that you guys would like to share if, if everyone hears nothing else but these last nuggets of wisdom what you got for us
1: friendship isn't all about you
0: mm-hmm sometimes you gotta be brave and put yourself out there be the friend that you wish you
2: had your inner circle shapes your worldview so be very intentional with the people you allow to speak into your life and on that note we
1: out
0: Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.